Welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, also known as the Corporate Socialite. In this season, we're going to be talking to some of the most successful and inspiring business leaders of our time about their journey to reaching millions in revenue. We're going to be diving into the nitty gritty of what it takes to build a successful business from finding the great idea to executing on that idea and scaling it to the next level. We'll also be talking about the challenges and obstacles that these leaders had to overcome along the way and how they were able to overcome them. If you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, then this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get inspired. Hello there, and welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Road to a Million and Beyond. And today we have someone who is no stranger to when it comes to being on that road several times. Um, And he was able to not only come up with multiple brands and bring them to the millions, but he helps others do the same. I mean, he's known as the man in red. He's known as a celebrity marketer, and he's living the red life. Welcome to the show, Rudy Moore. (laughs) Thank you. Here I am. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you and just kind of delve deep into what your journey was like, because at the end of the day, people really tend to think that being an entrepreneur is all this glamorous. They see the they see the jets, they see the money, they see the lifestyle and they think it's just all about that. But it's so much more to it than that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. I actually. Yeah, I just finished my mastermind weekend here in Florida and I said to the, uh, you know, the audience or my members, I'm like, if you actually, if I listed on this whiteboard, all the problems in my business in the last month, just one of those problems would have made most of you quit or have a panic attack. So, and, you know, I run a big company, a hundred plus employees, tens of millions in sales. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, you obviously, you promote the glam, the glitz, right? People like the jet photos, the island photos, the photos with the celebs, but obviously the more, you know, it's like with more power comes more responsibility kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, mindset is a huge part of that, right? Because in order to be even enter this space, you have to have the mindset because it'll eat you alive, Rudy. I mean, so what were some of the things that you did to even prepare yourself before you even took that leap? Because I know you're not from America. So it was a dream. It was just something you heard about one day. And you're like, man, that's where I need to be to make my dreams come true. So you had to prepare. You didn't just jump over here and just make it happen. What did you do to prepare? Yeah, so I uh, I was fortunate on the mindset side, but yeah, totally agree. I uh, even said yesterday to my members, I'm like, hey, I can teach you all the marketing stuff and the sales stuff and give you the formula, but you're going to fail 10 times getting there and figuring it out. And it's the mindset that will keep you going through those failures and the lack of mindset which will make some of you quit and then say this doesn't work, right? And the the result of excellence, the top 1% in the world or 0.1%, they're just a result of the people that didn't quit along the way, right? That believed in themselves. And I was fortunate to learn that for myself because my parents were elite athletes. So I actually, you know, from two, three, four, five years old, I was traveling to world championships, games, races, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, and uh, my dad was the Great Britain team manager, and my mom won a gold medal in triathlon. So I, they don't have money. I help pay their bills now, but 
what I did get was um, hanging around with like the best in the world in that sport, uh, which is triathlon, which if you don't know, you swim, bike and you run. Uh, and they're as good in all three categories as basically an Olympian, right? Yeah. So they can actually could almost race in the Olympics for all three categories. Um, and, and you have to train for three sports. You have to be as good as an Olympian in three separate sports. Right. So you're training three times a day, right? And it shows you like, hey, hard work goes into it, consistency, believing that you're going to be the best and then not giving up. And, you know, you you do a triathlon and you get hit by a car on your bike at 30 miles an hour and nearly die. And you get back on the bike a month later and start training again. And, you know, many of our triathlete friends would, you know, be hit by cars and stuff and be in, you know, hospital with paralyzed and that then return. So it's like that, that, and obviously that's super unfortunate, but that's just like business, right? You, someone goes through a bankruptcy or someone has a big project fall through or someone gets scammed by a business partner. And it's like, like it's just that commitment to winning and that consistency and that never giving up even when you get hit by a bike and you're paralyzed and the doctors say you're not going to walk again and then a year later you're racing in a triathlon again right and i i got to see all that and get exposed to that and i think that helped me be who i am and get where i am today right i mean wow first of all seeing all of that and understanding not only seeing it but being able to understand and comprehend that there's something in those people that kept yeah. them going even when yeah. like a car couldn't stop them. So it's like, how, yeah. right? So yeah. what what yeah. was it that you did in order to be able to relate and be able to adapt to that mindset that they had? Because you're not a, an Olympian, but nope. not in that sense. Oh. But when it comes yep. to the world of business, you may say so, because you, you're yeah. great in many different areas in that same sense. But wh what were you, how were you able to train and prepare and everything like that sure. in order to be who you are? Yeah. And I mean, look, obviously, when I was five years old, I didn't understand and see all these things and go, oh, that's going to teach me persistence. And, you know, you just you're a sponge, right? When you're yeah, a yeah. child, you're, you're a sponge to your environment. And somewhere along the way, it's only in the last couple of years, I've realized that that, hey, that must be what I have, right? Because I've actually never had a problem with mindset. Like I've always known I would be successful. I've always like, even when we get lawsuits and major problems and blah, 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 I'm always like, it'll be okay, we'll work through it. Uh, and, and obviously, I, sometimes you get stressed out, freaked out for a day, but I work through it, right? So I, I just, uh, I've associated, hey, my upbringing must have given me that. Um, and then I took that and turned it into business, right? I, I, I played a lot of sports at a high level, but I was always money obsessed. I was like, always obsessed with making money, making money on the internet. I, st I started buying and selling on the internet like 15, 20 years ago when you were dialing up. And I had to make my dad make me a PayPal and eBay account when it first launched 18 years ago, whenever that was. Mm -hmm. And I was making thousands of dollars as like a 12 year old. So that wow. just was like my journey, right? And then that led into building a fitness business and then growing that fitness business to millions of dollars at 25, 26 years old. And then, you know, I mean, at this point, I've probably had at least $10 million businesses. Um, you know, those two comma club awards, I've had over 10 of those. Um, and then obviously helped hundreds of clients grow big companies. Um, and part of it's marketing and sales. And part of it's the mindset, the consistency, um, and the drive too, like to think bigger, to push more, and to know within yourself that you can be more. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I, 
there's been people I've interviewed that I talked to about the difference between being a business owner and entrepreneur, and then there's a visionary. So sure. what would you, how would you refer to yourself? Because it seems like in order to come up with 10 to all these different businesses, not only for you, but to be able to help those that you partner with and all of that, to be able to be, have the creativity to innovate and create and all of that. It seems like you're more of a visionary and you saw yeah, yourself yeah. in this place before you even were here. So talk about what that's like, the seeing and visualizing this place sure. that you manifested. So, so yeah, and I always joke my superpower because I know a lot of entrepreneurs is I'm super visionary, super creative, but I've also worked with, met, partnered with a lot of visionaries where they can't run a Facebook ad, they can't build a team, they don't, they couldn't build an SOP, they couldn't use Monday boards to save their life. Right. And I'm like fortunate that I have like, I could be a COO, I could be a CMO, and I can be a CEO and a super visionary. So I like got that perfect blend of like ops, data. Of You're an Olympian, system. of course. <laughs> you know, with and it's kind of like the triathlete, right? You can't just right. be good at biking and not swimming. You have to literally be good. You have to be basically Olympic level at free sports, which if you think about it is crazy because yeah. there's no NBA player that can play baseball and football and basketball and get into the MB MLB, the NBA, right? And, and so it's kind of crazy when you understand it. Um, and I'm, I mean, fortunate that I have that like triangle of success. Um, but yeah, to, to answer the question, look, I think the vision's important, but kind of what I was saying there is also important. Like you can't have vision without implementation, systems, operations, and marketing. And I meet a lot of great marketers and operators and they have no vision, right? They don't want that more entrepreneurs. And I know I'm like, hey, I, I can tell you now we're going to be a millionaire because you don't have what it takes to spend money. You want to contract all the time. You're, you're more scarcity minded. You're not you don't see the bigger picture. You look more narrow-minded. You look more at what's happening today. What am I spending and making today? But to be a billionaire, right, or even to be a millionaire, you have to be willing to lose it all and fail. And, uh, you know, many times in my life, I've been early, you know, close to like, hey, we've, we're out of money in the bank account. Let's do a big promo, right? Like it isn't this like, oh, we've just got millions in the bank account. And I don't think people understand that. Like millionaires doesn't mean you got millions in the bank account. Most right. good millionaires don't have that because they've invested it. So we get money in and it goes out. Money goes in and buy, I buy a house. I buy this. I invest this. I hire build this new department. I start this new business, right? So you've got to understand like visionary is important and, and setting big goals and pushing through to get them and seeing more in yourself than anyone else. Like I believe in myself more than anyone, so much so that probably a lot of normal people would say I'm arrogant, but everyone like Michael Jordan's arrogant, right? Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, right? Floyd Mayweather, like uh, Tom Brady, right? Like that everyone that's successful in life is arrogant in a normal person's mind because they believe in themselves so much. So you got to have that. And then you've got to have the implementation side to back it up. And that is the perfect combo. Wow. Like triple threat all the way. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love the confidence that you have in the sense that understanding and the self-awareness, because like you yep. said, you have to be able to know who you are so you could be able to see what you're able capable of doing and see yourself Correct. in those spaces that no yep. one else will know who's going to, if you can't see it, no one else is going to see it yeah, for yeah. you. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and that's the problem. People, I mean, a lot of people, because their upbringing, childhood and social norms that are placed on you is they're looking for affirmation elsewhere, you know? And I, and I get in this argument with my wife because she's a very like, you know, the five love languages. She's like words of affirmation. I'm like, sure, I get it. But you're 
also got to build your own confidence where you don't always need me to tell you, right? And I say the same about my employees. Hey, it's not my job to come over and say you're doing a good job, right? It's my job to praise you and also discipline you and promote you and give you feedback. But it's also your job to know when you're doing a good job, know what you should be fixing and have that level of self-awareness. Um, and look, there's always obviously a fine line between confidence and then where you get too full of yourself and it implodes and you become maybe more of a bad person. And I'm probably always dancing on that fine line like many of the top people in the world, right? Um, and I think you have to be because you, you have to you have to believe if you want to be the best that you can be the best. And you have to believe as many of the greats in sports say is I'm the greatest, even when they're not the greatest, they say I'm the greatest. Right. And that's so important for success in any area of life, including business. I love it. I love it. And, I, and again, to reiterate that, I think it's really important to be able to see yourself in those spaces and see you surround yourself with people who are in those spaces because yeah. without the confidence. Yeah. You could not even be in the same room with some of these people, because if you're over here looking down and being humble, then how can you enter those rooms with people who are doing great things? Yeah, well, we had an 18 year old come to my mastermind. His parents paid 20 grand for him to come. And, you know, he said, you know, he tried to be humble. And one of the older members said, hey, you don't want to be humble. And he had been brought up to be humble. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, in my industry, you can't be humble because you get 30 seconds or five seconds to introduce yourself in rooms like this, right? Especially right. If you get to talk to me, the big guy, right? The main guy, the guy hosting the event. And if I say what you do and you go, oh, not much, you know, I'm I'm working hard over here, I'm, but, I'm, you know, the, you know, I'm not special. Then I'm like, okay, you're not special. What do you do? What do right. you do? Right. I'm off. I'm gone. Right. On to the next. Yeah. Where you can successful people are short of time and they want to hang out with successful people. Now, obviously, if you lie and say, oh, I can do this and this and you can't, that's bad. Right. I'm not saying that. But you you need to be able to represent yourself so you get the right people's attention, because anyone that's worth knowing, it, you've got to prove yourself. You've got to figure out how do I add value? You've got to tell me, yeah, I'm 18 and I'm already awesome at this. And, you know, whatever, you know, you got I'm awesome at video editing. And Rudy, I actually made you free videos that I know you're going to love just from following you to give back to you. Could I show you them? And I'm like, well, maybe not now, but I'm like, send them, go find my video editor. And then if they're good, the video editor is going to come over to me tonight at dinner it between the events and say, dude, that 18 year old, he edited these crazy videos. You should see them. And then tomorrow I'm going to go, Hey, show me those videos. Then I'm be like, Hey, you want a job? Right. Right. That's how it works. So yeah. you've got to, you got to go after it and you got to be confident and you got to be promoting yourself all the time. Cause if not, no one's going to pay attention. They're going to pay attention to me, this crazy red guy that says, yeah, I make millions of dollars online. I've helped thousands of students and I would love to help you. They're going to come to me and ignore you. And I don't want that for you. I want people to to respect you and, and see how great you are. But you've got to be the one promoting that. Absolutely. And that's why you create that space and that platform is to give people opportunities mm -hmm. to not mm -hmm. only be together, but to be able to be seen amongst each other so definitely they have to be bold enough to want to take the spotlight away from you just for even a second yeah. and that's going to be yeah. what does it that's what it's about in this world do you feel like you've lost sight of yourself in the grind of your career do you want to expand your professional and social network while still living an extraordinary life then lydia pierre the corporate socialite is here to help introducing the corporate socialite the ultimate lifestyle coach for high-profile executives and professionals. As a luxury lifestyle coach, Lydia offers personalized coaching sessions that combine playfulness and authenticity 
to help you rediscover your inner child and infuse fun into your life and business. With almost 20 years of experience in marketing, brand building, communications, and strategic planning, Lydia has the skills, strategies, and confidence to help you reach the greater heights of your leadership and success. But it's not just about work. Lydia is also a renowned private luxury host who throws lavish and memorable events that are curated and personalized just for you and your guests. This way, you can deepen your social bonds all while elevating your personal brand in the eyes of your guests through positive, sophisticated lifestyle experiences in intimate and safe settings. Don't let the pressures of being a high-profile executive or business owner stop you from enjoying life. Visit thecorporatesocialite.com to learn more about Lydia and how she can help you achieve the results and outcomes you desire. Now, back to our conversation. And social media and branding and everything we do, like, there's never been a better time, right? There's a, mm-hmm. It's never been, it's always hard and it's it's getting harder because there's more noise, but that means you've got to go even bigger, right? You've yeah. got to push even more. You've got to spend more on ads. You've got to be on more podcasts. You've got, got to get on more stages. You've got to promote yourself more. You've got to find better ways of grabbing attention and create even better ads and posts and viral content. So it's like, there's never been a better time, but it's also a more competitive time than ever. And it's like, you know, you'll if you're great at what you do, you'll rise to the top. But you've got to be able to show that off at the same time. And that's what we do. That's what promoting is. And that's how we help all of our entrepreneurs build that brand and, and find their uniqueness so they can shine and stand out from the crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of standing out, what is the red life all about? What is <laughs> all this red? Why the color red? Because we know there's psychology behind color. Sure. If anyone's in marketing, you know that. So why I I probably know why you picked red, but tell us why red and why do you go so hard with it? Yeah, well, there's a lot that goes into it, and I already touched on some of it, right? It's like I, I always like try and create separation from everyone else. And like uh, Grant Cardone has his 10X, right? He's a friend of mine. Gary Vee has his hustle, hustle. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have their thing, right? Um, So we were always looking for a thing. And then we started with the red because I had another brand that was blue. And then we built a brand out of it. And now, you know, we're famous for it. It's our whole, my whole personal brand. It's called Living the Red Life. We have a podcast, a TV series. We have obviously websites, products, events, um, and and the core meaning behind it, right? The story behind it is simple. It's like, hey, let us help you take the red pill and live life on your, your terms and build wealth on the internet and freedom. Because I mean, you know, the problem with society these days is you you're basically become most people become this right sheep, right? Where they go to college, maybe they don't, they get a job where they complain, they hate it for 40 years. They live for the weekend, Sunday night, they complain about going back to work tomorrow morning, and then they retire with barely any money. And I saw that from my upbringing in England. I was from a small town, there wasn't a bunch of money, and I saw everyone living that way. And I'm like, hey, I got to get out of here. Hey, there's got to be a lot more to life, right? I got to leave this area because this isn't what I see in myself. And, and, you know, obviously traveling the world with my parents, I got to see other parts of the world and mm. see that you could do more. So that's kind of what we help do. And that's the story behind the red life. And, you know, obviously red originally was picked because it's the opposite of what people say to do. They said, don't use red. 
Right. It means stop. It means warning. Blue is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's my whole story is I'm like, I'm, I always do the opposite. Right. And I defy the norm. And I, you know, my whole life I've been doing that and doing, you know, doing the opposite of what everyone says. And I believe people should do that and not conform and they should be different and they should be allowed to be different. And they should understand it doesn't make them bad. And you look at everyone that's successful in life and impactful in life, you know, a great, a big scale, they're all different, right? They're, and they're doing things that are different. And that's kind of what the red life's about. I love it. I love it. And I love what you're saying about how the red life represents that culture and peace because culture, being cultured is really what helped open up your mind to seeing that there's a world outside of this small town, right? Being able to yep. travel and see things and being around people. And so many people don't get outside of their neighborhood or outside of their small town. So they don't know what's out there. So I feel like what you do through the red life is help expose them to these different things so that now once, once you see it, you can't regress. There's no regression. Once you yeah. see it, you know, it's out there. It's like, Oh my gosh. So I, I love that because I do, I kind of do something similar with the luxury mindset and it's not about having the money, but it's about understanding that when you are what you attract. So if you yep. see yourself as luxury, then you'll attract luxury. Yep. So it's about yep. seeing that world, seeing the culture and being, you start being thirsty for it and do what you need to do to get there. It's not about the materials. So I know you said you love money, but it's more about, it's not about the money itself for you. I'm yeah, sure. not. Yeah. People ask, why, what do you like? I literally got asked this question yesterday from two of my clients. My mentors are like, what are you going to do when you're a billionaire? Why do you want to be a billionaire? And I'm open about that goal. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like when I say I want to be a billionaire, it doesn't mean that like, Hey, I want a billion dollars in the bank. It's just the easiest way to summarize on a podcast or on an ad or on my landing page or in an interview of like my vision of my life, right? right. Like major company, major impact, known worldwide, helping change the world, a lot of success, a lot of employees, um, hopefully giving back to the world on a big scale, having a lot of wealth so I can have freedom, I can donate to charities, I can support my family and friends. So it's like, it's not about having a billion dollars. It's just like, that's the easiest way for a normal person to see my vision, right? right. What I have in my head. Um, and obviously, it's about achieving greatness. There's two and a half thousand of those around. And I want to be the best, right? And people said, you know, the other analogy I give is, uh, if you play NBA basketball, I'm a big basketball player. You don't join, you know, play basketball at that level to go, yeah, I'm going to play in the NBA, but I don't really care about winning. I just want to get to the NBA. I mean, maybe some do, but the best ones that become all stars and famous, they're like, I want to be the next Michael Jordan. I want to be the best. I want to win all the, you know, all stars. I want to be famous. I want to be known and I want my legacy to last forever. And that's kind of what I have inside me and my vision more. And uh, I think mean, in business, it's just like an easy metric and explanation of that uh, summarized, right? Right, right. And it's it's about being an inspiration as well, because people see what yeah. you've been able to achieve and they yeah. see they can do it for themselves as well. So I think that's a big part of that legacy piece and all of that is people yeah. see the Michael Jordans of the world and they aspire to that. And so it gives them something to strive sure. for, you know, so yeah. Yeah, you why not be that what they strive for? Yeah, you give hope to a normal person that hasn't right. believed or figured out they can achieve more, right? Which, like I said earlier, is probably one of the saddest parts of the world we live in today, that most people 
Like, you know, there's people out there right now working in a McDonald's, working in a CVS, work, delivering mail and FedEx and working in an Amazon warehouse that could be millionaires or they mm -hmm. could be, you know, leading a charity or they could be a pro athlete or they could, you could, you know, there's a lot of people that could be way more and have way more fulfillment for them, but also help society maybe, right? And it's right. like they, they need to hopefully, you know, our message on the internet and the coolest thing about the internet and social media is I can spread that and I can impact people and I can help entrepreneurs build big million dollar plus businesses online. And then their message is given out to their followers, right? It's just like you help them and then they help thousands under them and those thousands under them help other people. It's kind of like a network marketing business in reverse, right? It's like, hey, if I help these people, they'll help all their customers, right. you know, and you can, that's how you can help change the world. Absolutely. And you literally do that with your funnels and the Facebook yep. ads. And that's what you're a big part of what you're known for. Talk to us about how you were able to get into that space. Like what opportunity did you see there that made you say, you know what, I'm going to master the art of funnels. Well, for four years, I tried to grow a fitness business and didn't get any customers. And then I realized, hey, the most important part of business is customers and sales and money. So I go, well, if that's the most important part of business and I need customers, I need to figure out how do I get customers online? And that was social media. And at the time, 10 years ago is when ads were starting. And I go, well, advertising is what all the big companies do. That's probably the way to do it. Let me play around with these Facebook ads and uh, figure it out. And I did, you know, did that and started all my own money, self-funded. And I remember I started with $10 a day, $50 a day. And I actually remember first time I, well, I ran ads years ago, but then the first time I really learned it and got serious about it, I was actually at Clearwater Beach where I live in Tampa, right on the beach. And I was at the beach and I made free sales out for the day with my mom and she had flew over from the UK to visit. And I was sat and I made free sales with my ads. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is something, you know? Um, and then, you know, that grew and grew and grew. And I was spending like up to 20 grand, 15, 20 grand a day of my own money as like a 26 year old living in like a normal small apartment. Uh, and, you know, my parents were like, what is this? You, you know, is that, is that okay? How do you know you're not going to lose it? Well, I'm like, no, it's simple. It's like I spent 15 but I made 20,000 back, right? So I'm like, it's not, there's no chance. It's not like gambling. It's like, you can see it right here. You know, there's like my spend and then my revenue, you know? Um, and then I did that and I, you know, now I've spent up to $400,000 a day, which blows most people's mind, but it became <laughs> quite normal for me. Um, and, you know, we spend millions in our own business and we've spent tens of millions with our clients' businesses, major celebrities, Fortune 500 companies, places you shop, um, you know, a lot of them I can't name and the celebs, you know, some of them are public that I post about on my Instagram and such. But um, I just wanted to do it at a bigger scale, right? It's like, hey, I've done it for myself. Now we've helped thousands of small entrepreneurs, people starting out how to build that business and build that customer base and that consistency where you're not trying to figure out how do I get my next sale? How do I get more leads? How do I right. get more calls on the calendar? It's like, how do I build a system that it happens every day, even if I go to the beach? Because that's what a scalable company is, right? A scalable company is something that can be replicated hundreds of times over and in an, automa in an automated fashion without you being involved. So that was always my goal. And I knew that early on. And now I've become one of the best in the world at it because I've been doing it for 10 years and just just always leveling up, you know, and learning and trying and failing and getting better in the process.
Absolutely. And and I, I can attest to that because even with this podcast, it was a funnel. So even with you being on here, a funnel got you here to me. Yep, <laughs> so yep, yep. it's, it's kind of cool how that works. And I had no idea. It's not until I go on and I see who's booked that I know it's happening. So like you said, it's automated and it works on its own. It works for you. So it's, it's really something that people are not really taking as much advantage of as they can and they should. Yes. And I know we're running low on time, but I have one big question for you to ask. Cool. And go ahead. This is something that I feel like entrepreneurs, business owners, everyone struggles with on even on the highest level, your relationship with money. Right. So you talked you just talked about how much you spend four hundreds of thousands a day on ads and things like that. Like to some people, that's like, oh, my gosh, how in the world. Right. Talk about how your relationship with money had to change over Mm. time so that you could be able to see money as more of a tool than something you just kind of hold on to and keep tight. Yeah. So, so I came from a poor family. I came from England, very Victorian, like old times. Like if you had leftovers, you'd save it for the next day. You wouldn't, you know, waste any food. Like, so I, I remember as a 17 year old, I would bike 30 minutes in the freezing cold to, to my gym that I worked at to save $2 in gas money. Right. So like I came from the you know, I wasn't homeless or any of that side, but like I came from like a very normal family where I was very tight and, you know, save, save, save kind of thing. So I just want to put that out there. Like, hey, I wasn't born in this rich family where money was everywhere, right? Like I earn $800 a month full time cleaning and working in gyms like as an 18 year old. So I came, you know, from nothing basically, right? Obviously great parents in another area of life, but financially not. So, and it changed a lot as I grew because you have to, and I just literally shot a, I did a 20 minute podcast on this that just went live. So it's good timing because I literally spoke on that about money has to be seen as a source of growth and energy. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand it's everywhere. It's abundant. And the only problem you have with money right now is you haven't figured out how to make a lot of it and figure out a way to earn a ton of it. Because once you do that, which I have done, then you just see it as a tool to get bigger and help people and grow and hire more people and spend more on advertising to reach more people. Um, And I mean, you know, a lot of it's generational that we're brought up in this scarcity side. A lot of it's because we're not put in a position where we can earn infinite money, right? Like a nine to five corporate, you can't earn infinite money. Sales is the closest role in a corporate job where you could, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you become an entrepreneur and start your own business, once you figure out how to get customers and run marketing and ads and strategies where you can scale across the world and you actually believe in it and you figured it out like I have, then you realize it's everywhere, right? It's that plus, you know, I've hung around with a lot of billionaires, people building 100, 300, 500 million dollar companies. And the message is always the same. If you look at all of them, they just see money as like a tool. It's like a coupon to exchange for more stuff, right? And that's once you understand that's all it's there for, um, then you you become detached from it, which yeah. I am now. Like, I, I don't care about it. I don't want it in my bank account. I want to use it as a source. It's like having a bunch of gas, like in your house, in those red buckets, you know, that you get from the gas station versus like putting it in your car. And you have a bunch of cars with no gas and you have all this gas sat in your garage right. without putting them in the car. It's like, that, that's how money is, right? If you're trying to go a business, you need a little reserve, don't get me wrong, but you want to take most of it and be filling up the cars to go off and do their thing and then refueling them, right? So that that's how I see money. 
That's awesome. And and I thank you for speaking to that because again, I think a big part of the problem people encounter is their relationship with money. So even when they start to make it, at some point they start holding on to it and they stop making yep. it because yep. they don't reinvest yep. it. So and I actually learned like I've had times where I've had half a million, a million in my accounts, right? Like my main checking account. Like I go, you know, I log in and it's like it doesn't do anything for me. It actually makes me lazier. So now I try and spend it and invest it. Because like I'm actually more aggressive the the more I'm scaling and spending because I have to work for it versus it like, oh, if we have a bad month, there's a million in the check-ins, just move a hundred K out and we'll cover pay. You know, it's like yeah. and but you can burn through it really quick if you're not on top of it. So I want to spend it because it's gonna motivate me and the team to keep pushing and innovating and growing. Mm, I love that. And I also love what you said about detaching from it, the emotional attachment people tend to have to money. You have to detach from it so that you can be able to receive. It's just a tool. So again, mindset. I remember remember as a kid, like if I lent $10 to my friend or bought him dinner, it would bother me for a month if he didn't pay me back, you know? And now like, you know, I have everyone, I'm very like very flowy with it and almost Mm -hmm. too generous. And like, you know, I'll lend money. I won't lend much, but I'll give people money, buy people stuff, buy dinners, what people almost expected of me. And that used to really bother me. Uh, and I mean, on some levels, it's still wrong, right? But it's like, I'm so detached. It's like, it's not worth my energy, right? Nice. And that's something we talked about today, but your energy is actually in your time and your two most important assets. So if you're going to spend money and not care about it, because it will take a lot of your energy and time, then that's actually benefiting you. And that's like a whole different conversation, but that's how successful people look at it. Yes, absolutely. And I would love to have that conversation on your (laughs) podcast, which is Living the Red Life. Talk to us about that as we wrap up. Tell us about your podcast and why you decided to do a podcast. Well, so the funny thing is I've been on podcasts for years. I've always said I would do one. And one part of our business, you know, we have a celebrity division, big A-list celebs. We have a massive coaching program, Mastermind. Uh, we have an agency side with, you know, we help clients run all their marketing. And we have, you know, so, uh, big enterprise clients. And then we have a, an M&A side with uh, one of the sharks from the TV show Shark Tank, where we take equity and we help companies grow. And, uh, you know, I've always loved podcasts. I've been a guest on lots of them. And then actually about two years ago, I took a, a major stake in a big podcast production agency. And then after a year of co-owning it, and I actually gr- helped it grow 400% the year I took over after it hadn't really grown much for three years, I go, dude, I really should start my own, right? Like I literally own a podcast agency and he has a bunch of people in top 10, top 20, top 50. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. We're we're really focused on the brand this year. Uh, so we just launched that a few months ago. I brought on a lot, some of my celebrity guests and partners, and you know, some of my clients to talk about that. And you know, the theme's the same, right? Living the red life, building life on your terms, learning how to make money on the internet, learning how to become a master in marketing and business, how to define the norm, and how to you know live your life to the full potential. And that's what we teach. Yes, absolutely. The red life, bold strength, just attention grabbing, all of that. That's what red represents, right? (laughs) Yeah. And be different, be different, right? Like don't, you know, literally they teach in marketing classes, you know, the the colors and it's like, don't use red. It means stop and warning. And that's, uh, that's our whole color. And ironically now in some colleges and universities, I get message that my, the lecturers in marketing and social media list my name as someone to study. So it's kind of like the the world is slowly turning, you know, because so it's funny how life works. 
That's amazing. Well, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of all the things you're doing. And as a fellow marketer and someone that I, I can learn from and hear from, it's, it's really great to see the amazing things you're doing, the way that you're changing the world, not only around you, but in so many ways through the funnels, through the Facebook ads, like you're doing it on a very, very like, like it's it's amazing. It's a whole big level. So kudos to you. Kudos to seeing yourself in this space and being able to push forward and being an inspiration to so many. <laughs> Good. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Hopefully I gave a bit of value, maybe uh, woke a few people up or pushed them a little more or motivated them just a little. That's my goal. And I appreciate having me on and and, and sharing this story and message with the audience. And uh, yeah, guys, anything you need from me, follow me, hit me up anywhere I can support you. I would love to. But uh, yeah, keep living the red life. Yes. And you can learn more about Rudy on theredlife.com. You'll see all the information about his speaking. You'll see his different businesses, more capital, ROI machines, Rudy Moore Fitness. <laughs> he does it all. And you also see information about the podcast itself. So visit theredlife.com to follow and, and subscribe, all that good stuff to learn more about Rudy and the amazing things he's doing. Check out his mastermind because that might be a great way to be able to be part of his world. And then after the mastermind, you have the inner circle, right? Yeah, we have different levels where, you know, it just takes you through your growth as a business, right? So from marketing to more building teams and big campaigns, and then eventually to building a legacy brand and becoming more famous in your space, we kind of work people through that that flow of business. That's beautiful. And it's like being part of an ecosystem. So you take yeah. them on that journey and then you kind of maybe even they could be part, a partner one day, right? And then yeah. they're Yep. Kind of support them in that way as well. So it's a beautiful yep. way to be able to, to put them in that circle of the red life. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again so much. Everyone check out Rudy on the red And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. Excited to be here. And thanks again. Absolutely. And stay tuned guys for more of leaders on the rise road to a million and beyond. Thank you for listening to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it helpful. If you did, please leave a rating and review on Spotify or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. We have some amazing guests lined up and I can't wait to share their stories with you. Until next time, keep rising. Keep rising.